What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Lucky Rants, and welcome back to Anime Casuals. I'm Lucky, and today I thought I would do something a little bit different. Um, you know, I actually recorded this already like twice. Uh, the first time was just, like complete dog shit because I didn't bring anything to react to, and I just spent like 30 minutes of myself just like looking at Funimation, and be like, I wonder what's out. Oh my god. Um, and yeah, I just kind of went on that rant for a little bit. So, um, I had found a um. A, and a list that I thought was going to be kind of cool. Um, and I'll link it in the description as well if you want to check it out with me. Um, but Or check it out after, whatever. Um, but I thought I would react to this. It's it's called uh, 10 Reasons Why Anime Nerds Are Highly Satisfied in Life uh, by Kayla Matthews. And I had actually already gotten to three before I got interrupted. And then I had to, you know, I had to stop because this is like all one take. So I'm trying not to make, I'm trying to make sure that I don't, um, I don't disengage you guys too much because um, that's, pretty stupid so um yeah let, let's go like straight into this because all right i already made it to i made it to about number three so i know what a lot of these are i'm sorry i know what three of these are but um you know i didn't maybe i'll uh, maybe i'll find something else out who knows um but number one is they're immersed in vividly uh vivid colors regularly so um yeah so ten. so you know i first off let, let's go with the title actually you know what i didn't do last time was i didn't go too much into the title so 10 reasons why anime nerds are highly satisfied in life I don't think that's completely true. I, I I think they're I think I think you could say satisfied. Highly satisfied is very subjective, and even satisfaction is very subjective, right? Um, you know, at that level. So uh, maybe by the end of this list, I'll I'll be convinced. But I'm gonna say that I don't completely agree with her premise or with the the notion that um, I'm not saying that you know there aren't some great you know, people that are just super satisfied with their lives and all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to say that that's a little bit of an over-exaggeration or hyperbole on her part. Um, but let's go keep going with it. Um, so yeah, they're immersed in vivid, vivid colors regularly. Um, let me read a little bit of it, but I don't want to spend too much time just reading her own words. I, I'd rather you guys just go, go see it. Um, but uh, many anime shows show have distinctive art styles and incorporate colors in beautiful and vibrant ways. Um, and she, she actually does... Um, she does. She does acknowledge that some anime are supposed to be dark and depressing. And I, that's um, that's pretty cool. Um, I'll, I'll say. I'll say. I'll take it a step further and say that I think it has more to do with. Um, I think it has more to do with the um, how beautiful the artwork is. Uh, you know, it it brings me back to like my philosophy days when we were studying um, Plato. Um, not the not the putty, but the uh, the actual philosopher himself. I'm oh, sorry, you can hear my dog in the background tapping around. Um, but uh, you know, one of the things was that he cl claimed, you know, is that everybody can uh, can recognize beauty due to this you know other plane of existence called the the world of forms, where there's a perfect version of everything in there. Like if you try and make like a circle in real life, it'll never be quite as good as the perfect circle. But we have some notion of what a perfect circle is supposed to look like. But when we translate it into reality, it doesn't look quite there. So there's like a perfect version of a chair, a perfect version of this, perfect version of that. And since we all know about that, I guess you could kind of make an argument that he's kind of talking about like heaven, I suppose. Um, but not quite the, in the same uh, vein as that. So... Um, but yeah, I, I think that we all have a basic understanding of how what when an anime looks good and when the aesthetics look good. Um, and even going a step further than that, right? You think about um, 
Jesus, what, what's, what's the anime called? Isaacin. Um, don't don't take your hands off Isaacin. Hold on, Isaacin. Keep your hands off Isaacin. That's literally what's called. Um, that one, you know, it it definitely had the artwork to keep you keep me interested. I just didn't stay with the story. Um, but yeah, that one was beautiful and um really kind of reminded me encapsulated like the old um the old me with my imagination i used to go play out in my 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 mom's backyard like when i was little and just you know imagine myself in all these situations i remember i imagined myself in the sailor moon scenario except i i uh, cut out a tuxedo mask and i was i was a tuxedo mask or i don't know what the fuck i called myself back then <laughs> i don't even know if i made a i don't even know if i came up with the original name i think i just took over his mantle and that was it um, but yeah, let's keep on going with these. Uh, number two, they learn new things often. Um, and this is what it says. While there are Chinese and Korean anime like shows, typical anime is Japanese. Anime fans come from all corners of the globe. So anyone not Japanese um, anime can actually be rather educational. You learn a little bit about the culture, um, regardless of what anime you're watching, all that kind of stuff. Um, so this one, I, I when I uh, when I recorded this a little bit earlier, I, I think I'm going to reiterate it here. Um so th this is true and you know i totally get that and i would kind of uh, to play devil's advocate because i'm kind of an asshole um i would just say that sometimes we learn bad things or we learn stereotypes because those are like the most common things that we see um in anime right you see the the uh the harem you see the um i don't know the sundere you see you see all these kinds of things but in reality not all of those things are true but uh, unless you're actually in the anime community or something like that, right? Then maybe you'll fall into one of those things just from virtue of seeing it. But you know, I, even then, I, I think that's that's a little bit of a stretch for myself. But um, but yeah, you can sometimes you you think that um, you know these anime characters are really portraying what people are like. When in reality, you know what it seems like. At least whenever I see like shows where, it, or sorry, whenever I see. Um, like news where it actually like shows real Japanese interactions. It seems like they take, you know, the Japanese, you know, the dialogues and everything, right? It takes, you know, and obviously there's some bowing as well. But it seems like a lot of the characters in anime are actually taking a lot of their cues from from Western, um, from Western thought. So like a really brash main character, all that kind of stuff. You don't actually see that brashness a lot in Japanese culture from what I've seen. I've never been over there. So I'm, I'm uh, this is me just shooting in the dark, kind of like, um kind of like i have been doing um but uh yeah i would just say that sometimes it can give you it can give you an unhealthy expectation of what japan's really like um depending on where you go right like you'd probably have to go to tokyo to experience um some things like that and even then it's not all of tokyo and um oh you know what actually i didn't do i didn't do this in the i did this before but i didn't actually um do it this time but uh I, let me let me read the the beginning part of this so like the the preface uh to the whole thing uh bas basically she um what's her name again uh kayla basically says ever wonder why so many adults find the those weird japanese cartoons appealing it's not just you normal uh, quote unquote normal adults in japan think it's weird too however anime otaku people who are totally obsessed with something in this case anime tend to be highly satisfying in life and i think it has a lot to do with these 10 reasons and so goes into it we already went through two of them um my basic uh, my basic nitpick from that is just basically the the word otaku, right? Like um, that, this is like a really simplified like uh, version of it. Otaku literally means house in in Japanese, um, or that's what it translates to, at least from what I've 
heard, but um, so it's typically somebody that stays home all day, like kind of a loser. So if you if you're you're not an otaku if you're obsessed with the gym, right? So you know, but it, I think it it does the job for anybody that maybe is reading this um, that is not uh, that's not completely into anime and probably doesn't know those terms. So let's go on to number three. Actually, you know what? I I didn't get to number three, so I only did two of these back then. Um, number three, they exercise their imaginations. Um, let's see a little bit of her. I'm not like I said. I'm trying not to read the whole thing just so you guys have something, but I need to know a little bit more of a point. Uh, you kind of have to have an imagination to get into anime in the first place. Most shows feature really crazy concepts and alternative universes or alternate universes that you can't just can't view realistically. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good point. I, I would just say that. Um, I would just say that's that's a basic. Um, that's not in particular, that's not really particular to anime. I think you can do that with any cartoon. Like if you think about Tom and Jerry, like, right. Uh, cat going through all the shit that Tom does, uh, going after Jerry and Jerry being a freaking mouse that keeps on outsmarting a cat, like continuously, um, for as long as he did, you know, you have to suspend some, uh, suspend some reality to accept that. Right. And so, um, yeah, it definitely has, I mean, it definitely, there, there's other places where you can, uh, where you can apply that logic to, but yeah, totally, totally agree with that, um, with that instance there. Um, there is, um, I, I think I would even put it as further, like there are some absurd, um, so yeah, maybe, maybe that's the point that she's trying to make, right? There are some absurd freaking um, cases, right? Like where you're just like, the fuck is going on? Like, Jesus Christ, man. But you know that I digress. I think that's I, I think she makes a good point. So so far, agree with most of these. I'm kind of just nitpicking some things because, you know, I have to you know, I'm trying to add some color to this whole thing while also maybe uh, challenging some of her ideas. And, um, you know, like I said, like I said, I basically I refute the claim, but I understand what she's talking about. So let's keep going. Number four, they explore meaningful concepts regularly. Um this one's pretty short, so let me read this. Despite the rather unrealistic nature of most anime, many shows teach viewers a lesson or explore at least one major thematic issue central to human existence. Um, I'm not going to read her example just because... Uh, nah, not not going to really spoiler, spoilery, but um, but yeah, uh, that's a good point. Anime does hit deep, and it does hit deep pretty regularly. I mean, there every now and then you get something like maybe like Konosuba that is not meant for that. Like, it's literally supposed to... Um, it's literally supposed to be freaking ridiculous and stupid, but, uh, you know, the, every now and then you kind of do get some deep feels in that, you know, you know, what anime is kind of like that is Gintama. Like it's so ridiculous, but dude, when they decide that you're going to feel like you will freaking feel, you're going to feel, and I, I, by the way, just a disclaimer, I haven't finished Gintama. I maybe gotten to like episode 90, which I think there's like, shit, there's too many episodes of that. Um, not, not one piece levels, but like a lot. Um, and so anyway, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good point. I I definitely agree with that. And I, I think anime definitely does that a lot better than a lot of other cartoons. Now, you're starting to see a lot of um, cartoons start to tackle harder issues where like you have like Steven Universe and um, what the hell is Adventure Time, those kind of ones that are like surprisingly deep and they surprise they have surprisingly um, meaningful themes. Uh, but I think anime overall is just a much more meaningful experience for a lot of people. So, um, yeah, good point. Uh, number five, they they really value friendship. Um, another really short one, so I guess I can read this. Of the core concepts discussed in anime, friendship is often one of them. Many shows place emphasis on how uh, rare a truly good friend is. 
This makes anime nerds really appreciate the good friends they have. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good point. I uh, Yeah, I, I'd say that's pretty, not completely unique to anime, but I think it is something that is, uh, like, really emphasized in anime, right? Because you get that... Um, I remember I did a number, uh, like a top five on my YouTube channel of like top five bros and bros and anime. Right. And yeah, there, dude, the bro, the bro level was like over like 6,900, sorry, 69,000, whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, I was trying to make a joke there about 9,000, but never mind. Uh, but anyway, it was, uh, dude, oh my God. Like some of the bro moves in these series are, are ridiculous. Like they're just big brain to the point of like, you know, who who would who would even do these big these freaking bro things, man? But yeah, that's a pretty good one. I mean, a good case, in fact, would be like a good case in point would be Naruto, right? Like Naruto and Sasuke's relationship is always rocky, yet Naruto never gives up on his friend. Um, Yeah, I mean, they, like I said, there's a lot of them. I, I don't want to get into I'm trying to think of how I can phrase it without spoiling some of them. But yeah, I'll just use Naruto since a lot of people have watched that. But anyway, number six, they always have the perfect cure for a bad day. Um, you know, I don't think I need to read this one too much. Um, but, uh, oh, well, I mean, she does make the point anime has many genres. Um, so, uh, so even if you're, if you, I think, I think a good way to put this is there is as, uh, yes, they are. Oh, I, you know, what? that's good. That's a good point. Cause it's actually going with our argument, right? That, that, uh, why there are so, why anime viewers are so, um, highly satisfied with life. So I guess that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean that that's definitely true. And I think um I think I would say that um some anime even are cathartic. So just meaning that you watch something sad because you're sad and it almost like release it almost releases this this rush of like oh my god, I really needed to get that out of my system. Like I really needed a good cry. Dude, I remember I cried um Oh my god! And you know what I did? I cried a little bit during To Your Eternity, a anime that just came out. I know I'd mentioned it on here, um, and I remember like I was just like, "Wow, I really needed that." Because I was really feeling down on life, to be honest with you. I was really like, "Dude, what the fuck am I doing? I'm a, I'm doing podcasts. I'm doing YouTube. I'm doing like three or four different podcasts. I'm trying to do this daily now, or as daily as I can make it." And you know, I just started feeling down on life. And then to your eternity kind of came at me with this, you know, this person that's just uh, I'm trying to think of how to not spoil this, a person that's just high on life in like the worst situation. And here I am complaining about life in, uh, you know, like objectively a better situation than he could ever hope to be in. And uh, yeah, you know, just feeling that catharsis of, of being like, wow, you know, let me get back on that horse. I don't even know how to tell you, dude. I remember. Oh my god, this is embarrassing. I uh, I was watching um, Your Lie in April, and I remember I told Johnny and Michael this. I hope they never bring this shit up again. But I ended up. Um, so I, I've always been like, I've always liked singing. I've always liked playing guitar and being a musician and stuff. And after after Your Lie in April, I just remember thinking, you know what, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign up for the voice, man. No, fuck this. No more, you know, because obviously Cowdy is trying to get, um, Jesus, I don't even remember the guy's name. Um, but anyway, she's trying to get this guy to go back to playing piano because he's good at it. Um, so that he doesn't lose this, um, lose himself, you know. And I was like, no, no more doubting myself. I'm gonna go for it. And then there was like this really big process to go into it, and I was like, you know what, fuck this. I, <laughs> I gave up on that pretty easily. But you know, it, I think it inspires. I think that's. I don't know if that's going to be one of her points coming up, but um, I think that's a, 
a really good thing is that it inspires people to go for more in life. So just expanding on her already point. But um, number seven, they know that nothing is impossible. Um, yeah, I guess that, that would be that would actually. Wow. That actually goes really well with what I just said. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, she basically just reiterates it in her in her paragraph. But yeah, they know that anything, nothing, that nothing is impossible. So yeah, I mean, I think that's, um, I think that's a good point. I, I don't know why, but part of me is like reeling back a little bit, almost like I, I I feel like it maybe could have been worded better. But I think that is a good point because I think when you, I think when we get into this mindset of of like where we're just okay, well. Hey, nothing's bad. Nothing, nothing bad's happening to me, but nothing good's happening to me. But you know, at least nothing's bad's happening to me. Like you know, you're going through life just to just so you don't lose, but you're not going to life. You're not going into life so you win, right? I feel like anime kind of teaches you the opposite, right? There's always risk takers in anime. Like I like always. Like usually, it's the main character or like somebody around them that's a risk taker that that takes some type of risk. I guess a good example of this would be. Um, you know, Deku from My Hero Academia. I'm not going to spoil too much of this, but for people that maybe don't have not watched My Hero yet, this isn't a huge spoiler. But um, basically what uh, Deku in the beginning, he can't really control his power. So he's always breaking his fingers, breaking his arm. And he takes a risk, man. Even though he's a very calculated person, he takes risks because he knows that that's what he has to do in those situations. And so, yeah, I would probably say that, um, yeah, that's a very good point. They know that nothing is po- is impossible. So. Uh, yeah, let's check this out. Okay. Um, this one I might refute a little bit more, but they can easily make new friends. But let me let me let me actually read this one out because I, I do want to know her reasoning for this. Not only is it pretty easy for anime nerds to be open to making new friends, uh, see point number five. What was number five again? Uh, let me see here. Uh, they oh, they really value friendship. Okay. Um, give me one second. Gotta lock close my door real quick. Sorry about that. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So the fact that anime values friendship means that you know you can um, you uh, you also I guess by virtue you tend to be open to making friends. I guess, but the community of anime fant- fanatics is actually quite large, even in the U.S. alone. This makes it really easy to find new people you have a lot in common with. Yes and no. Um, it it would depend on what part of the U.S. that you're in, right? Usually you can find them in major cities. So when I was in San Jose, um, yes, huge anime community over there, especially with um, we had this we had like a fanime convention over there. We also unfortunately had the furry convention. Sorry, all you furries out there. I'm not really a big fan of it. Um, I'm just not a big fan of seeing you guys um, out when I'm eating my burrito on a, at a taqueria. So <laughs> um, but, in uh, you know, now that I'm in Austin, yes, there's a big anime community here as well. Um, I, I don't know how big, you know, I mean, it's a pandemic. I haven't really been able to go out very much. Um, but you know, I would just say that, uh, now they can easily make new friends. I, I don't know about that. I think you can make it. It's also like the quality of those friends, right? Like what, what, what are the, what are the qualities of, or what's the quality of them? Right. Are they just people that go to conventions with you? Um, and even then, are they there for you? You know, I mean, I guess it, be, being a friend is subjective, right? Um, but yeah, easily, I don't know about that. Um, you can make easy. I think you can, you can. I think I would probably put that into like um, they can easily make new acquaintances. But, you know, I guess I'm kind of hypocritical here because me, Michael and Johnny um, were kind of just friends. And then we all found out we liked anime. 
and then kind of went into it. But we'd already had some friendly basis. So, yeah, I don't know how complete this number eight is. Like I said, I think this is the one that I'm having the hardest time with. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I think she's definitely got a point. Um, maybe I'm just nitpicking it a little too much. But uh, yeah, let's keep on going with it. Number nine, they're comfortable with being weird. Um, yeah, this is definitely, and I would actually take this one a step further. We're also able to call out our own, like our own BS because when we like, you know, I, you hear me talk about this all the time, right? Like I'm, I make fun of furries. I make fun of, you know, we make fun of lollies. We make fun, you know, all this stuff that really we shouldn't be completely embracing. Right. But, you know, it's part of the anime culture, you know, we call it out. So, um, you know, uh, let me see. And I, I guess her, like her point in this is anime nerds are used to being calling being called weird. And many of us are actually much more comfortable with ourselves because of it. Yeah, I would probably say that. I, I, I would also maybe say that. Hmm. No, I, I think I would agree with this point for the most part. Um, I don't know if you can ever become completely comfortable with being called weird. Right. I, I don't think it's like a complete, you know, like, oh, my God, I'm I'm weird and. All that kind of stuff, but um, I think I think it kind of goes in well with her number eight. So if you accept number eight, uh, they can easily make new friends. Then you can also be uh, you can also accept number nine, right? They're comfortable with being weird because as long as you have a community, being called weird is not that big of a deal because you have a whole community of freaking freaks, right? So it becomes a lot easier to you know not be to be isolated, even though you're not isolated, right? Because you have a bunch of people that are cool with you. So let's get into the last one. Uh, they get to cosplay. Um, hmm. I don't. Okay. I guess let, let me read this one because I, I want to truly understand what the hell she's talking about. Uh, one final reason that anime nerds are highly satisfied in life is cosplay. Cosplaying is when you dress up like a character from an anime, comic book, movie, or even TV. Yeah, whatever. It's kind of like, okay. Uh, cosplaying can lead to a greater life satisfaction because it's typically done with other like-minded people. Yeah. So I guess this kind of plays into her, um, her, Thing about making friends easily um also the fact that it is you know you have uh, a community with you all that kind of stuff um overall i think the list is good i don't think i still don't completely agree with the premise because you know i've definitely met some i guess that's more anecdotal um so i you know i definitely like the list so i i, I like i said i'll put a link in the description down below if you guys want to check out the list and maybe you know let me know what you guys think of this list in particular because like i said i don't agree with everything that she said but i definitely think she's on to something with a lot of these and uh you know quote uh you know like i guess uh, some kudos to her for making this list it's a very uh, well thought out list um but like i said i don't completely agree with the 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 notion that anime nerds are highly satisfied in life i think um you know you have like a mix of them just because you know i met so many of them over the years, not like completely like befriended them or anything like that. But you definitely see a lot of them that may that some of them have issues. Some of them are right. But some of them come from different walks of life. Right. Because, you know, I remember I met like a guy in his 50s that was super into anime. Right. And, you know, you just meet all kinds of different people. But, um, yeah, I wanted to make this video, um, you know, just a little bit shorter, a little bit lighthearted um, since we talked about Demon Slayer yesterday. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a really good, definitely good list. I think it brings up, a, it brings up a good discussion. Um, you know, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that anime nerds are highly satisfied in life or would you just say satisfied in life is probably a good one? Cause I feel like we all have our own problems in life. So saying that anime is going, um, 
saying the anime nerds are any different than other people, I think is, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little bit pessimistic on this, but um, yeah, let me know what you guys think. You guys can always email us at anime casuals with an S real R E A L at gmail.com. If you guys have anything, or if you just want to let me know what you guys thought of the list, as I said, it will be in the link. Uh, there will be a link to it in the description box down below. Also, you can check out our link tree. If you guys want to check out, our YouTube channel, where, um, like I said, on Monday, Josh, uh, Anime Josh, Johnny, and Michael are going to be doing their own review of Demon Slayer. And you guys can check that out. So, as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual. <laughs>